0: Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Talking Chop Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your day. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the Road to Atlanta Podcast. All at BatteryPower.com As well as at Battery Power SBN Across all forms of social media My name's Sean Coleman As always, is it is a pleasure to be with you You can find me at SAC on Twitter When it comes to the Braves Here's the latest from Atlanta Well, actually, we're going to shift the scene To the latest from Florida And there is finally plenty to talk about Now, obviously, as we all know Basically, for the past week Both MLB and the MLB Players Association associations, they have met on a daily basis, and they have met for extended periods of time compared to the last, you know, several months, especially the past month when they finally decided to get their acts together and talk, but both both sides have gotten together in person, players and representatives of the Players Association, owners Commissioner Rob Manfred, representatives for Major League Baseball. They've gotten together Tony Clark for the Players Association. They've gotten together many times without much progress. And of course, in the process of things, Major League Baseball came out and set and set a, you know, made sure to Uh, tell it twice that February 28th, which of course was yesterday, was going to be a deadline. It was a deadline. They wanted to make a hard deadline to where if a deal was not done by February 28th, regular season games would start to be canceled. So then yesterday, both sides met early in the morning and they went late into last night over a 16-hour period, 13 separate meetings, if you want to count... (laughs) Even five-minute side sessions is meeting, I guess, 13 different meetings over 16 hours led to some optimism. It even seemed last night at one point that there could potentially be a deal struck last night. However, the good thing is is that there is at least enough positive momentum to where instead of holding true to that deadline where if a deal was not done by February 28th, Major League Baseball would be okay canceling games. And as a matter of fact, going into yesterday, Major League Baseball kind of used a you know negotiation t- tactic. They told the players they were willing to make it to where the season, they, they would be fine with canceling the first month of the season if they had to. However, it doesn't seem much was made of that. Talks occurred, negotiations occurred, and there was enough positive momentum made to where last night it was agreed upon that for today, that new deadline is 5 p.m. Eastern. If a deal can be Um, done, if a deal can be agreed to, by 5 p.m. Eastern today, there is a chance still that the regular season could go on as it needs to without there being any cancellations or any halts or anything like that. So it looks like that we've at least got some positive momentum. Now, is that going to lead to an actual deal being done? I still truly feel, and many others do as well, that while yes, it is positive momentum, you certainly still have plenty of gaps to cover. There is still plenty of, uh, there's still a a realistic chance that, you know, it's going to be I, if I were a betting man, I would not say with certainty that we are to the point to where a deal is going to be done today, but we certainly are in a much better position than we've been in the past, and at this point, any positive progression towards a deal is certainly a good thing. But the other thing that stands out are some things that certainly are being negotiated when it comes to the you know overall negotiations in terms of what a deal is. Could include, as I've mentioned several times before when it comes to the Daily Hammer, it's not only the fact that we're going to get the fun or the excitement that's there with the lockout ending, but the other byproduct of these negotiations is significant changes to what we know as the sport of baseball today. And the thing that stands out is, is the potential for a 12 team playoff now really seems to be the case. Obviously, the owners wanted expanded playoffs for the potential to make more money. It It seems like that's something that the players are on board exploring. Of course, with expanded playoffs, that means that more teams are going to consistently be in the running, and that could change things. It could change things at the trade deadline. It could change how teams approach the offseason. There are many different things that can change if you expand the playoffs that not only obviously affect the playoffs, but also the regular season as well. So we're not just talking about changes that are coming from the structure of how players are paid. We're not just talking about ways that... uh or things that are going to change as far as the structure of draft pick compensation and things such as that. We are literally talking about changes that are coming that not only are going to affect the game on the field, but also the overall landscape of the game when it comes to both regular season and postseason play. So not only are we all waiting for the lockout, to finally come to an end for an agreement finally to happen once that occurs and before all the, the chaos occurs with the offseason and getting ready for spring training it's also going to be very interesting to see just how many parts of the game are significantly impacted moving forward versus how they've been in the past
1: support for this show comes from sylvan learning as a parent you want your child to have every opportunity
0: Obviously, another thing that came out recently that was certainly interesting to see when it came to the Braves was the top 100 when it came to the zip projections. Obviously, we talk about Zips quite a bit on the podcast here. You hear them all across baseball. A great projection system from Dave Zimborski through Fangraphs, but the Zips top 100 prospect list came out, and the Braves actually had seven prospects that were on, or excuse me, six prospects that were on that list. Now, you will see usual names like Shay Langoliers, you'll see Michael Harris, you'll see Christian Pache, so on and so forth, but there was also some some pretty good love from the Zips Projections Top 100 System for a few Braves pitchers. And one that truly does stand out is right-hander Bryce Elder. Now, Bryce Elder was a draft pick out of Texas a few years back, and he is someone that has really stepped up his game. He had one of the more impressive you know, improve, improvements in terms of his overall approach, but also he moved through the system when it came to the different opportunities that he had in the minor leagues. He moved across three different minor league levels last season, including Finishing the season at Gwinnett and having a 2.21 ERA over seven starts. Now, of course, fellow right hander Spencer Strider was obviously, in my opinion, and it seems like perhaps in the opinion of several others, he was the fastest riser. He was the most impressive pitcher, pitching prospect in the Braves minor league system last year. But Bryce Elder certainly, in and of himself, had a great minor league season overall and could certainly also push to perhaps make his debut at some point in time in Atlanta. That seemed to be the case when the Braves drafted him a few years back. He really seemed to be a pitcher that could be a fast riser through the system. Maybe not having the best, the highest overall ceiling. He may not, for instance, have as high of an overall ceiling as Spencer Strider in terms of pure stuff, but Elder certainly does seem to be a fast riser and could be someone who could work himself into Atlanta's plans this season. Obviously, you also had similar names like Michael Harris, Christian Pache, Shea Langoliers and so on. But it's very interesting to see that the Zips projections do have some favorable outlooks when it comes to several Braves pitcher or, or a few Braves pitchers in their minor league system. And that just goes to show, once again, I've talked about it several times here on the Daily Hammer, that the pitching, the young pitching for the Braves is certainly something that can be utilized. It is a source that can be dipped into when it comes to a potential trade to shore up the major league roster. Again, obviously, Freddie Freeman is the first domino to fall. But if the Braves were to need to make another trade, perhaps to get a more proven starting pitcher at the major league level or to go get some type of outfielder to add to what they've already got, the Braves do have plenty of pitching prospects. Even if we're not talking about a Kyle Muller or a Tucker Davidson, you still can go a little bit deeper into the minor league system and find an attractive young prospect that you could Feel comfortable using in a trade to go get a player that you want while also knowing you're going to retain enough young depth for you to be able to support your pitching staff as it goes into a full season. So that's one thing that definitely does stand out. Even if we're talking about a Wascar Yanoa or a Tucker Davidson or a Kyle Muller, those potentially are going to be the top candidates to fill a rotation spot if it becomes available during the regular season. But behind them, you've got other players. Players like a Freddie Tarnock or a Bryce Elder or a Spencer Strider, those show that the Braves have layers of pitching prospects. And not only is it decent depth, again, it it's not anywhere near the potential that was there when the Braves were building up their minor league system and really trying to approach being a contender between 2016, 17, and 18 before they had their four division titles. But there is enough quality pitching depth here to where the Braves could really dip into it to be able to go get a piece that they need while also remaining confident that they've got enough depth to not only support them this year, but also obviously to continue to build a pitching staff for a contender in year years to come. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer. Hopefully the next time you'll listen to a podcast on the Battery Power Podcast Network, we'll have a Major League b- Baseball offseason continuing leading up to spring training and then, of course, the start of the regular season. My name's Sean Coleman. As a pl- as always, it is a pleasure to be with you. Check out the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, all on the Battery Power uh, Podcast Network. Also check out the Battery Power YouTube show hosted by Grant McCauley and Courtney McCartney. They've got a great show out discussing the Braves bullpen. You can find all of this great audio and visual content at BatteryPower.com as well as at Battery Power SBN on social media. My name's Sean Coleman. Until next time, we'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer.